Hi everyone, my name is Irvin. I'm John. And I'm Kyle. And this is The Theology Podcast. Today, we're continuing our series on the character of God. And today, we're talking about a very unique word that is used to describe God uh, a lot in the Old Testament. And there's not really a good English translation for this word. Sometimes it's translated as mercy. Sometimes it's translated as loving kindness or even steadfast love or loyal love. But the real word is from the Hebrew word hesed or chesed. Uh, <laughs> chesed. Don't, yeah, don't get, don't get that <laughs> caught in your throat. Uh, but that idea of chesed is used a lot in relation to who God is. And so we've talked about this uh, on Sunday, but we want to look at a specific passage where Paul talks about it and maybe in a place where it's kind of unexpected because we don't really think about this being present in this context. So in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10, I'm going to read it and notice that there's this element of chesed that shows up that we're not, that's kind of unexpected for us. Here's what the passage says. You were dead through the trespasses and sins in which you once lived, following the course of this world, following the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work among those who are disobedient. All of us once lived among them in the passions of our flesh, following the desires of flesh and senses, and we were by nature children of wrath, like everyone else. But God, who was rich in mercy, out of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace, you've been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not the result of works so that no one may boast. For we are what he has made us, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand to be our way of life. So here in this passage, you know, in the context of Ephesians, we have this church in Ephesus, which they don't have the sign Church of Christ on the front door. Uh, they kind of, most of these people have probably come out of synagogue worship and a Jewish background, but there's a mixture of Jews and Gentiles here worshiping together and trying to figure out, okay, what does it mean to be a Jesus follower? And one of the things that Paul's trying to encourage them to recognize is the role that Yahweh, the role that God plays in their salvation. And he does though so in this passage right here, specifically in verse four. And that's the one that I want to draw our attention to because in my translation, the New Revised Standard, uh, it says, but God who is rich in mercy out of the great love with which he loved us. And those words right there are trigger words, even though there's not a good equivalent in, in Greek from the Hebrew word chesed, Paul's alluding to God's hesed, to Yahweh's hesed in this instance. And so he's saying it's out of God's hesed that he sends Christ in order to save us. And it doesn't matter what our background was, whether it's a Jewish or Gentile background, we were all lost in our trespasses. But this is God's characteristic that he steps into the world and he moves through Jesus Christ in order for us to receive salvation. What do you guys make of that? Hmm. Well, for myself, it reveals to me how God is sacrificial. Mm. He's so committed to his people that he is willing to sacrifice or, or give up his son, Jesus, yeah. who is so precious to him. You know, it's almost like, uh, okay, this, this might be a really like low level analogy, but it's almost as if like, you know, I, I buy, I've been looking forward to having this plate of uh, 
Guzman y Gomez. <laughs> yeah, you do have a thing for text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do have a thing for text max. Yeah, and uh, I've been looking forward to it all week long. And finally, one night, I buy one packet back, you know, for myself. And then along comes my little boy Joshua and says. Oh, daddy, can I have some of them? And then my other boy, Jonathan, comes out and say, ah, daddy, I want some too. And then they eat everything. Oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> it, I'm, okay, this is a really low-level analogy, as I said. But um, yeah, it's almost like that, you know, because you love them so much. So something's precious to you, but you're willing to give it up. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What do you think, John? Yeah, I was thinking about how this is a callback to when Yahweh reveals himself in Exodus 34. I've never read Ephesians 2 like that, especially in verse 4. But I was just thinking, okay, in the Exodus story, God is talking about his mercy and his chesed when he is faced with people who really don't deserve it, a whole nation that has blundered their opportunities and yet he declares his unfailing steadfast love towards them. And here, then, as we come to that story of Chesed fully revealed in Christ, it jumps to almost the next level. It is the fulfillment of whatever Yahweh was revealing to Israel. Now we, in the New Testament age, see through Jesus. And now, not just for one nation that God reveals His steadfast love, but Jesus demonstrating it and imparting it to the whole world. And as if Exodus wasn't big enough already, what Jesus is doing just kind of blows the mind even more. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really generous, right? I mean, it speaks about a generous God. Yeah, yeah. It's something mm -hmm. that he doesn't have to do. But at the same time, and this is where I really struggle with this word because I really like to use the English words of loyal love or faithful faithful love in, in translating this idea of chesed because it's really about the covenant. And I think that that's, you know, we think about that in terms of covenant with our, our marriage relationships. Um, I think that's probably the biggest one that we could relate to. Uh, I've determined to love my wife. I've made a covenant before God and before other people to love her. And so my constant choosing to love her, to forgive her, and for obviously for her to forgive me much more because I do a lot of things. <laughs> but the idea of this continual covenant relationship, I'm going to continue to love, not out of obligation, but because I choose to love. And I think that's where God's kind of working in this area. And that's really what chesed is. And to me, the ideal example, Exodus is a really great one. Another one, obviously, to me is the Abrahamic covenant and the covenant that God makes with Abraham to the point where he kind of questions and challenges Abraham on his chesed. So he says, hey, I want you to sacrifice Isaac. And it's out of that loyal love for God, for Yahweh, that Abraham takes Isaac up on the mountain. And it's not, it's, it's, it's something that there's a little bit of a, a level of obligation there, but it's not begrudging like, oh, I have to do this to repay a commitment. It's not a debt that has to be repaid, but it's something that God chooses to do. He chooses to uphold his covenant. And that's what he does throughout all the history of the scripture that we see. And, and that's what Paul's pointing to here in Ephesians 2. So what does, or rather, who does this passage call us to become as a yeah. people of God? Yeah. What do you guys think? Well, I think if we, if we read the rest of the context here, the idea is, okay, we don't have anything to, to boast about uh, because we're saved by God's gift, God's grace. It's really God's chesed that gives us this opportunity for salvation. But it's so that we can, in turn, kind of fulfill this kind of a covenant relationship with other people and with Him. He created us for good works, for us to be His representatives, to be His image in this world. And so when I hear this and I see, oh, well, God was so loving, God was so faithful and loyal to His covenant love for His people that He was even willing to step into this world in Jesus and offer His Son in this way. Uh, that's what He expects of us. Yeah. And it's not, it's not demanded, 
Uh, it's not a debt that is to be repaid. Like we must always be obliged to try and appease God and try and pay him back. Our response should be chesed in return. We should have that same feeling for him and we should have that same feeling for any of his creation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel the exact same way. I feel like when I think about the uh, goodness of God that's been in my life, my response is not like, wow, this God is so great. Good that I, I get something out of him, you know? It's, it's not so transactional. I actually feel like, wow, he is so good to me. He's been so full of steadfast love and I want to be that too to yeah. him and to other people. There's one other thing that I was thinking about that this passage calls us to be. I think it's framed in terms of death and life. Yeah. And so hmm. I think the steadfast love of God, the headset of God is really life-giving in the eyes of Paul. And I think it calls us to be life-giving people through Hesed as well. You know, if we choose to be committed to God, if we choose to be committed to our friends, our family members, even when they do things that are wrong against yeah. us and we're disappointed, we are actually giving life to them. And I think that's a powerful thought. We are called to be life givers. Yeah, that's really powerful. To love God and to love our neighbor mm-hmm. and to do it on a, yeah. in a repetitive way, in a continuous way. I think that's the sign of Hesed. Yeah, that's what Jesus said. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. As we go forth this week, May we strive to live out of that abundant, steadfast love that God has shown us. May we share it and show it and shine it in our families, in our workplaces, to our neighbors. May we show it to those whom we may sometimes hesitate to show it to, but may we be empowered by the Holy Spirit through Christ our Lord who lives in us. That's all we have for this week on the Theology Podcast. See you next week.